every Wednesday here at the NBC Sports Commissary. It's free popcorn day. And I got to tell you something. Your boy Maddie loves himself some popcorn. And I think the only thing I love more than popcorn is free popcorn. I have to tell you. Well, here's yeah. the thing is that you're a veteran of the free popcorn yes. process because what you do when you buy it, you build like a fort of, uh, of napkins around yes. the opening to That's the popcorn. Correct. And it's just think when you spill it, you're preparing for the spills. I've never seen someone preemptively prepare yeah. for their yeah, own yeah, spillage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, well, I don't want to waste a kernel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, exactly, you know, like on, on the dirty table and everything like that. And what happens is, is like, they give you these small little bags, and so you got to shove it in there, and so it's overflowing <laughs> no, a little small. bit. No, <laughs> I was small. with him the day they changed bag size, they decreased, uh, and he sad. he walked up to the machine and uh, said, they decreased the bag size. Uh, I, was, I was upset. Uh, yeah. Watching was, UA Popcorn's deeply unsettling. Yeah, <laughs> deeply yeah. unsettling. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour, full table today. I'm Connor Rogers alongside the popcorn-eating man, Matthew Berry, Jay Croucher, Lawrence Jackson Jackson, as some people like to call him. Senior, Lawrence yes, Jackson there we Jackson, go. senior. The yeah. last time I saw Lawrence Jackson was at an Applebee's in Northeast Philadelphia. It's the Dollaritas. Uh, yeah, I was. Work. What do you? What do you, question for you? What oh, do you think wow. is better? <laughs> it's eating good today. By Thank the way. you very oh, much. We got hey, it. Come here. Come here. Come here, Blake. Come here. Come here. Yeah, come here. I want you to. I want you to take a look at the camera. This is. I want you guys. I just want America here to take a moment here and take in poor Penn State Blake because. Think about Penn State Blake's life, right? Penn State got their ass kicked by Ohio State, right? <laughs> and then last close. night, the Phillies, who should have gone to the World Series, aren't. Nope. Aren't. Nope. And this is a mere six months <laughs> removed from when your Eagles lost yeah. to the Super Bowl. <laughs> True. That's right. And then you Just think that's six months this before that. Oh, and the Union lost yeah. as well. And then you think about the, the um, then you think about the uh, then you think about the Phillies in the World Series last year mm. when they also mm. lost. Yeah. So Dang. just uh, this is just what this, this is a loser is what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, man. And I just I just want America to send some love to Penn State Blake right here. There you Thank go. America. There you go. Fair, the flies. Didn't all right. And, and he still up. brought oh, you yeah, the popcorn. He still brought me the popcorn. It's <laughs> through, through it all. Through it all. He bought you the popcorn. Laced with arsenic. To be fair, the Knicks have not gotten Embiid yet. To yeah, be fair, I just want to. It's coming. I yeah. want to be fair. I just want you to know, Connor, that when Jay Croucher said it was deep love sending to watch me eat popcorn, <laughs> he's got an hour of it now. Yes. <laughs> oh, this is his worst nightmare. So, I mean, behind the scenes, Jay and I got on <laughs> a call very, very early, and the first thing our producer, Adam, told us was this popcorn idea. And Jay and I What's better? kind of both side. <laughs> yeah. oh, What's better, watching me eat popcorn? Or just get hammered on Dollaritas. Yeah. Well, oh, I prefer the Dollaritas. The Dollaritas. Yeah, there's more room for comedy there. I'm not sure about the Penn State Blake, go give me a Dollarita. <laughs> <laughs> we are technically at a bar that is branded by Applebee's. So I'm just saying. Dollaritas could be around um, here somewhere. Hey, they real quickly. Here. It's a Wednesday show. We'll get to it. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> last thing, just why am I in a good what? mood? I want you guys to know why I'm in a good mood right here. So today is my daughter's 12th. Birthday. There They're go. 12 years clap old. It up, clap today. it up. Clap it up. Happy birthday to so them. There you go. Much love to my twin daughters. They drink free today. Asterisk. Shirley Temples. Oh, Shirley Temples. Uh, Shirley Temples. <laughs> and I'm giving them a coupon for nine years from now. Where they can. Yeah. Dollaritas. Dollaritas. That's a But um, it is in. Uh, it's insane to think that I have uh, twin daughters that are 12 years old. That literally. I'm a year away from having teenage twin daughters, oh, which is uh, going to be amazing. But they are, uh, they are beautiful and intelligent and sassy and a handful and uh, amazing, and I love them, and it's, it's the best thing I've ever done. Yep. Happy birthday to them. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to them. To them. Yes. That is yes. Much, yes. much better news than this popcorn situation. Wait, who, uh, who do yeah. your daughters get their sassiness from, you or the wife? Oh, me. Me. Uh, I think I, they get, they get, they, listen, 
they here's the they are they are beautiful like my wife. They are intelligent like my wife. They are kind right. like my wife. They they literally have every aspect of my wife. There's only two that they have: they, the sassiness and sense of humor. They're both funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're both funny, and they they're get that funny. from me. <laughs> they get that from me. And I'll tell you this: one time I said that. So I was at, we were after dinner with a couple, and I said, "Yeah, Brooke and uh, my my daughters." Um, they get their, uh, they get everything from Beth, my wife, except, you know, sense of humor, right? You know, I, I, they do have my sense of humor. And my wife goes, well, I'm pretty funny too. I'm like, you can't let me have that one. I can't get one thing. Just give me one thing. Well, you, you know, have the sassiness. They do have the sassiness. That's the one thing. Anyway, their magic is what they are. So you get, and they've been on the show. They've been yeah, on the show before. True. So there you go. Friends it, of the podcast. If you can't tell, it's eating good day. Over here on the yeah, happy I'm hour, good. he's starting. Any of you guys well, like my popcorn? You're eating. You're eating. Let's, yeah. let's not attach any adjectives. As the host of the show, <laughs> I'm going to unfortunately have to pass to the popcorn as much as I do love me some popcorn. So we'll get to eating good. A couple different players. We'll go through that. Before we do, let's get into the Roto World player news. Oh yeah, let's do that because we had some news at the top of the morning. Will Levis is in line to start against the oh, Falcons. Oh, yeah. Clap it up for that, yep. too, now. That is from Pro Football Talk. Start your Falcons defensive fantasy. There we go. Let's go. Will I'm not convinced he's better than Desmond. Uh, that, that Desmond Ritter is better than him. You'll be, con- you'll, you'll, you'll be convinced will be. after Sunday. How about will you be convinced? And it's it's. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to know. I'm happy to know that on Sunday, the best quarterback standing in the t- in the state of Tennessee will be Desmond Ritter. Pretty interesting. Happy about wow. Might Way be, to go. Honestly, might be yeah. Taylor Heineke. If we're having an honest conversation. <laughs> well, Taylor Heineke's part? on the bench, yeah, Connor. Yeah, so yeah. I don't <laughs> know if you can be the best <laughs> yes. here on that. I mean, Ryan Tannehill also be on the bench. Like, but he's hurt. Yeah, Ty- I mean, Taylor Heineke's there, fully healthy, strong honestly, as an ox. Honestly, Milton might be better than all of them. So, I mean, just I'm just saying. I mean, whatever. Uh, nah, no, 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 no. Oh, no. We'll see. What are you we'll expecting see. from Levis, Connor? I think they'll do style. everything they can to protect him with yeah. the run game. And that's not even an insult. It's a guy that he's a developmental player. I'm glad he's playing because, uh, yes. you know, he's somebody who, um, you know, needs to get on the field. He needs more reps. And I think when you look, I don't know. I'm just going to keep going right here. So. <laughs> anyway, there's a, there's a screenshot for you as if you were just hurt. NBA open tonight. Yeah. I tried to power through it. But yeah. like, how long is it going to last? Yeah, I tried to power through it. Andrew Wiggins? My, my Will Levis <laughs> scouting report makes the Golden State Warriors <laughs> turn into quite yeah. the brain well, mashed potatoes. Wemby does debuts. Yeah, yeah, yes. Exactly. Yes. Very exciting. We'll get that, that in sake three. Uh, oh. Look, Atlanta are three-point favorites in Tennessee, so that's what the market thinks of Will Levis, but I think it's going to be you know, similar to what the Titans did last year in Malik Willis' starts against Kansas City, against Houston, where it's the Derrick Henry show, where Derrick Henry is effectively the quarterback of the team. Uh, so we'll see what Levis can do in the situations where he has to throw, but I expect there's going to be a heavy run game. I'll yeah. say this too. I'm curious to see if Will Levis, from a pure fantasy perspective, and we're talking deep leagues, dynasty, maybe super flex. I know in our super flex he was picked up as soon as this report came out. I think he will run in the red zone. That was something he was a power runner in college, and I think when all else fails and the game is moving too fast for him, he will use his legs in the red zone. So if we're looking for anything in fantasy, that would be the hope. For He's Lewis. also got a cannon of an Big arm. arm. They'll, they'll take some shots. They'll take some shots deep just to, if nothing else, to try to open it up for the arm game. There are rumors on the internet, and this isn't surprising, you know, with, with Kevin Byard uh, being traded, that, you know, hey, maybe – the Titans are two and four. Maybe they are in fire sale mode. So maybe, mm-hmm. maybe this Sunday, in addition to being like the smart thing for Will Levis to try to protect him, but maybe it's also a showcase for Derrick Henry. You know, as we're a week away from the NFL trade deadline, so you could see a heavy dose of him against the Falcons. You figure AJ Terrell is going to see a decent amount of DeAndre Hopkins in this one. I'll just say this in general: 
I am rooting for Will Levis. I am really rooting for Will Levis. Uh, and I think all of us should root for Will Levis. All of us and all of us watching out there in fantasy football land. And I'll tell you why. He's one of us. He's one of us. He plays fantasy? He plays fantasy. Uh-huh. I talked to him in May. Roll the tape. I'm here with Tennessee Titans rookie quarterback Will Levis. And I was just asking you off camera for a second. Do you play fantasy football? And you said, yes, sir, I do. I've been playing for probably 12 years now. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, we don't play for anything just for fun. But, I mean, one league in particular that's been going for a strong nine years in a row now. We try to make the loser do something every year. We don't always get them to do it, but uh, it's always Have fun you ever time. finished last? Never. No, okay, no. Well, that's good. Never what was, what was last. The, what's the last loser punishment you guys did in the league? We still didn't get him to do it, but we had to make him eat a whole pack, I think a dozen uncooked hot dogs, go on like Instagram Live and like eat them in front of like everybody. Yeah. So we felt like that was a good one, but he, he, he didn't he man up and out. do it. Yeah, he didn't no, do it. That's upsetting. Like, yeah. I'm just going to listen, dude. <laughs> all right. It's outrageous. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Will yeah. Levis is one of us, and he's in a crappy league because the losers don't follow up on their punishments. But anyway, Will Levis is one of us. I am rooting for Will Levis Let's go, to Will go Levis. out there. Hey, hey. If Tyson Bajan can win his first game, there's no right. reason why Will Levis can't win oh, his. Yeah, they won't win, but I'll say this. <laughs> I will say this. Regardless of what Will Levis does, um, no matter how you felt about him coming in as a rookie, He's a rookie starting his first game, and that's you know that's the same for every guy who you know gets into the lineup. It's his first start against Atlanta, who has the a top three defense overall in the league. So just take that into consideration. It'll be one start. Games in Tennessee. They've had two weeks to prepare for this for this team. They made Sam Howell look like a future Hall of Famer, the future Hall of Famer that he is. I, I look the the Falcons. All jokes aside against Lawrence, the Falcons legitimately have a good defense. I'm with you there. But I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think Will Levis is a victim of the pre-draft hype, which is not his fault. No, not, That is not his fault. And, some, right. and the fact that stupid people on the Internet took some Reddit rumor and was just like, oh, he's going number one overall, and they bet that up, and it was dumb, and he <laughs> fell to the – I mean, again, we've seen Aaron Rodgers fell to the – you know, Aaron Rodgers fell to the very end of the first round. Lamar Jackson was pick 32 in the first round. We have seen I mean, whatever. You know, you go to you go to Tom yeah, Brady, yeah, yeah. whatever. Kirk Cousins was a fourth-round pick. So was Dak Prescott. Like, I mean, I, again, I just think people are down on Will Levis because of he was so hyped up and then he, he, he didn't get drafted in the first round. But this is somebody who was, yes, he is somewhat raw, but this is a legit prospect. This is a legit NFL prospect yeah. coming out of Kentucky. Connor, am I wrong? No, 100%. I mean, size, big arm, can move a little bit. Decision-making needs time. But there's a reason he still went in the top 40 picks of the draft. And I think this was a good situation where, listen, Tennessee is having their struggles right now, but he didn't have to come in and be a hero right away. It wasn't If he was drafted in the top five, it would have failed because he would have had expectations that are unfair to him and unfair to a franchise. So it, you're right. The roller coaster of the draft often sets up bad narratives around players, and he was the perfect example of that. Yeah. Yep. I like that Lawrence has declared the Titans who are plus 124 on the money line. Absolutely no chance whatsoever to win this game at home uh, against Desmond It sounds Ritter. like some of y'all want to make a bet. I like the Titans plus three in this oh, game. Yeah. yeah, I'd be on that I'll side. Take the- Desmond <laughs> Ritter laying three points on that right. I'll, ta- I'll take the Titans plus three. Yeah. You going to give me the no. three points? You said they're no what chance. You, what you mean, no <laughs> chance? So, so they, right. You just talked to you talked of your top three Falcons defense. You've got the line seventeen. We're giving you. Two I mean, touchdowns. you either win or you lose. 
You understand well, you're I mean, on the no, points <laughs> is for inter- taking the points is for entertainment. Have you been doing too much brother from another? This is a fantasy <laughs> and betting show. You you come on, you moron. What are you doing? What are you like you, you know? I mean y'all we talk lines. Yeah. No, I'm talking I, money lines. I would just like I would like to I would like to apologize to Mr. King over at DraftKings. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what yeah. DraftKings do money lines. Yes, they do. What was it? Plus one twenty four? Yeah, we That's solid. Plus three. That's plus three. You're up, oh. you're up to 20K. <laughs> you get 20K on the Falcons minus I three. I mean, like, so. we can do We get, like, but yeah, if I win, and then do you give me a steak and then 20, then a, you, a quarter you, of a you, steak? You get a steak and, like, plus three fries. <laughs> right, so. exactly. Like, three sides. Yeah, 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 exactly. You're Mr. King. Whatever. We'll talk right. about well, it. I, no, no, no. Let's settle this right uh, now, then we can F and move it, on. Just, just bet Are like you, a man. <laughs> Take a bet like a man. You're just talking all this crap about your yeah, Falcons. That's all right. Hey, you win it. Money line. It's like someone's, <laughs> yeah. someone's this is the weakest. I have faith that. I have faith. They can't against the Bucks. Listen. So, no, I don't. <laughs> I just want them to win. You can't, you can't take a minus 148 money line favorite in a bet. No, it's it's the line. It's, it's the line. It's, that it's, is the whole lame. point of the story. Right. Anyway, I would just – this is I'm Lawrence's sure. last appearance of the show. <laughs> over so we'd just like to thank Lawrence for all his contributions and wish him luck in the future. All right, let's I'm sure on. we'll revisit this conversation. Let's jump into yeah. notable injuries. We're tracking Baker Mayfield at the top of this list. Jalen Hurts. Uh, Chris Godwin dealing with a neck injury. DK Metcalf, he will be an interesting decision later on throughout the week. Christian Watson with a knee. Christian Watson injuries feel inevitable at this point. B. John Robinson dealt with the illness from the weekend. Saquon Barkley with an elbow. Roshan Johnson trying to get out of concussion protocol. Luke Musgrave has another injury this time with the ankle. We'll start with Baker at the top here because we got to hear from Baker already on his status right now. And he's got the Thursday night game. Yeah, I mean... Yesterday was pretty sore, um, less than 24 hours after the game. It's kind of how it always goes. Um, but, yeah, it just kind of re-aggravated what I did against the Saints. Um, so, nothing nothing too bad, just pain tolerance and move on. Sounds like Baker will be okay on the short week for Thursday Night Football. Here's the problem. Baker Mayfield's not that good when he's healthy. And so, when he's Dang. sore, that becomes a bigger problem. And we've seen this before with Baker, where his last year in Cleveland, he played hurt the entire season. Now, it's a different injury, different mechanic. He was fine enough against the Falcons and was able to uh, provide value for Mike Evans. So, I think that he'll be okay. And look, you're not confident starting Baker Mayfield anyway, particularly with no one on by this week. But I think Mike Evans will be fine enough. Godwin will be fine enough. But... Do not start Baker Mayfield. Yeah, and, and that's the point right there with all that. Um, the last thing I just want to point out there is Bijan Robinson. Um, uh, he, he's expected to practice today. Bijan Robinson, by the way, has never missed a practice. Now, he missed a game last week, but um, he's never missed a practice. So, uh, Lawrence is our resident Atlanta Falcons staunch defender. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just my only question about Bijan Robinson to you is, what the hell? What the uh, hell, dude? I, I, I'm like... I'm on the way back from Philly when we was drinking them Dollaritas, and yes, I'm sir. watching the game, and I'm like, where the hell is B. John Robinson at? You know, just I'm seeing Cordero Patterson do his thing. Tyler, but then B. John Robinson comes in like, I don't know, sometime in the third quarter to just, you know, say hi. He, I think he played three plays or something like that. Ten snaps, one carry. Ten snaps, one carry. And then they put him in during crunch time, and right. I'm like, I'm like, what the – if he – Ain't feeling well. Why he even dressing out? Let Thank alone you. playing. 
You know, so I think they have something, uh, you know, they have to, like, answer to the league with that or something like that. The league is investigating. So so now it's funny, right, because now he's practicing, and it's like, oh, he's good. He's practicing today. Just to let you guys know, uh, Bijan's practicing today. Well, you didn't let us know anything about this last week, so it'll be interesting. But with him practicing, uh, it appears that, you know, he'll be good to go, so – We'll, we'll see well, how that Titans goes. have the 25th, run, uh, 25th worst run defense over the last four weeks as well. Bijan's going to have a big game. What's your theory week? on Bijan, what happened on Sunday, Connor? Because I've never really seen that, that someone comes in with no injury designation, plays as little as he does, but then also plays in crunch time for a snap. Do you think he very was just odd. supposed to be used as a decoy on certain plays? Or? It is very weird. Number one, you have to report injury status, yeah. which is why there's an investigation. So I would be really surprised if the Falcons were trying to get around that. So it could have been something that truly popped up in the morning. Sometimes you wake up and you just feel awful and we've seen uh, guys miss practices this year on NFL injury it, reports with illness all year he he said in the press conference or I, I saw some quote that where just basically it started Saturday night that he woke like Saturday right. night whether it was food poisoning or whatever just exactly. wasn't feeling well but again why does the guy dress why does there not be like why do you not lip, you know add him to the injury report as even probable even if yeah, exactly. you just say like exactly. there's or, well, is he playing or the questionable the game on the line if he's going right. to migraine, he can't see. Like, I, I just, that was strange. probably the most confusing part because once we got past that he wasn't playing, to see him in there with the game on the yeah. line was like, okay. The other sneaky thing with Bijan, and this hasn't really been that prominent, but past couple of weeks before this game, he was complaining about being sore and working through it. So I just don't think he's physically in a great spot at the moment. Presumably it will turn for him at some point and he'll get right. But, yeah, he's not someone that you've yeah. even... I mean, you're starting him because he's Bijan Robinson, but I wouldn't expect a massive game against the Titans. The biggest takeaway here is it's all Lawrence's fault. All right. <laughs> Probably. Let's move on. Let's jump into who's eating good. Of course, served by Applebee's. These are players that are coming off a pretty big week, yes, and we're going to ask the simple question, is this sustainable for them going forward? Lawrence, we are starting with Deontay Foreman, who was a monster, playing with Tyson Bajant. For the Bears, we hadn't seen much of Foreman this year. He dominates against the Raiders. He comes in for Barry as RB34 this week. Do you think Foreman can keep up, not an RB1 in all the fantasy performance, that's not fair, but can he be a usable player now in fantasy lineups? If you could get him, if he could provide flex value for you, that's good. Uh, The biggest question here will be, will Roshan Johnson come back into the lineup this week? He'll get touches. That's that's evident. He was doing. He's the reason Deontay Foreman was a healthy scratch the first few weeks. Although Roshan Johnson appeared in five games and never topped 55 scrimmage yards, he's still going to be in there, and it'll probably be a 50-50 split. But Roshan Johnson has not completely cleared the concussion protocol yet, so uh, Deontay Foreman would be in line for that same type of workload if Roshan Johnson misses again, and he, quite frankly, could put up a similar stat line against the Chargers defense, although it'll be a little tougher when you have the Chargers who have a much better offense than the Raiders. For as bad as the Chargers defense have been in the secondary, they've been good against the run. They're sixth against the run over the last month as well, and so it's twofold, right? Number one is the question is obviously does Roshan Johnson play, but the other thing is is like, are the Bears competitive in this game? Because if they're down, Deontay Foreman has played on only 42% of their passing downs when he was active. And again, the Bears currently an eight and a half point underdog to LA. So, you know, do they use Roshan Johnson or Travis Homer or, you know, some of these other guys um, on third down instead of Roshan, instead of Deontay Foreman? We saw him catch the pass for the touchdown as well. I think he's potentially... He's a touchdown-dependent flex is basically what he is. He's going to need to score. Uh, it was obviously a great game last week as well, but 
in a game in which they're, you know, over a touchdown underdog where we expect Roshan Johnson to be back. And this is the Sunday night game as well. So hopefully we'll have information before before Sunday night, but just be aware that it is the it is the you know, it's our game on NBC and Peacock. It's the Sunday night game. I'm a company man. Uh, you know, the expectation here is whether it's Roshan Johnson or somebody else, I mean, look, last last week he he's he's had only uh, with Johnson and Herbert out, he's had only 48% of snaps and 42% of the team rushes. Again, like they haven't given him a full-time role. You haven't noticed because he's been scoring touchdowns, but again, touchdown-dependent flex. I think the key thing as well is what you noticed about the, or what you noted about the Chargers' run defense, which is that for years and years, the Chargers had a bad run defense. They had, they just didn't have the beef on the interior defensive line. This year, they're actually really good, and Tony Pollard had no room to run against them on the Monday night game. The Chiefs, I mean, they have Patrick Mahomes, so it's okay to abandon the run, but they couldn't get anything going on the ground either, so I would suspect that particularly going up against Tyson Bajan, a rookie quarterback, that they will stack the box, and in addition to the usage concerns if Roshan plays, just don't think they're going to be able to run the ball against this Chargers run day. And just to further piggyback off that, you mentioned Pollard and Pacheco having a tough day against the Chargers uh, run defense a week before that. Josh Jacobs, the same deal. So the past three or four weeks, no running back has been able to average more than three and a half yards of carry. So it's only going to come for Deontay Foreman. Like I said, if if Roshan Johnson is out again and he gets that volume. If you're Brandon Staley, you're just like, we'll take our chances with Tyson Bajan. Yep. We're, yeah. You know, right. you're not running on us. Exactly. Yeah, short passing game for them mm-hmm. in, in uh, week seven. We showed the running back rankings um, from post week seven. Foreman was finished as RB1. RB3 was Jameer Gibbs. Jay, this is the Jameer Gibbs week we've all been waiting for. Of course, it kind of coincided with the fact that David Montgomery is out, which upped his usage. But Gibbs' work in the pass game is what stood out, and he's got a great matchup against the Raiders this week. Yeah, he does. And look, it's difficult to read too much into that game because by the time Detroit ran their seventh offensive play, they were down 21-0, which is just completely insane. So I don't think that usage necessarily you can read uh, as much as you'd like into it. But at the same time, we've seen that when David Montgomery's out, uh, Jameer Gibbs got a ton of work against Atlanta. He was the guy against Baltimore. So I think that Jameer Gibbs is, you know, an RB2 when David Montgomery is out, who has upside to be an RB1 because of the work that he gets in the receiving game after. That's where I have my as an RB1. He's my running back five. And just a big hint, when my love list comes out tomorrow, he's going to be on it. To your point about work when Montgomery's out, he's got 38 touches. In the two games that David Montgomery has missed, 83% of the running back touches last week, a 20% target share as well. Raiders allow the fifth most fantasy points per game to opposing running backs as well. So, you know, in a game that's in Detroit at home against the Raiders and we know Dave Montgomery, remember the Lions have a bye after this week. So it just feels like they're probably going to let Dave Montgomery rest one more time. Uh, it's also the Monday night game by the way, so you're probably not going to know. Hopefully we know about Montgomery, but my guess is there's a chance we may not. Anyway, I think Gibbs has a monster game this week uh, against the Raiders at home. Yeah, and you see a lot of those runs you just saw on the screen there, especially the touchdown. The game was already out of hand, and you might say, oh, that's garbage time. But those type of plays, those are the ones that Jameer Gibbs can make from any point on the field. And we just talked about Deontay Foreman. He played the Raiders last week. That's who Jameer Gibbs gets uh, this week. So I, sh- I-, I like him in the top ten as well, uh, Matthew. You know what's interesting? Like, the Jets being on all the primetime games, you sort of get, right? When they set the schedule, they thought Aaron Rodgers was going to be there. He's a big draw. A lot of Raiders. 
A lot of Raiders. A lot of Raiders. <laughs> like, yeah. how did that happen? A lot of Raiders. Yeah, I'll have a word to some people. Could you? Could you send a note? I'm yeah, just. It's just. It's a, it's a weird one, right? Yeah. I mean, you're just sort of like. I'll talk to Mr. It's, King it's, and his associates. Yeah. Like even with the Giants. Like the Giants again. Giants were a playoff team last year. It's a big market. You sort of get that. Dayball was coach of the year. Everyone expected the Giants to be good as well. So, like, you're not surprised that even though the season hasn't gone the way they did, that the Giants and Jets are on, on prime time. A lot of prime time games, but you're just like. Who thought the Raiders were going to be uh, good this it's year? It's like Max Crosby's no longer underrated. Because they're yeah, right. prime time all the time. Oh, everyone knows he's good the now. Jimmy G yeah. effect, guys. I, I guess. <laughs> I, no, it's fine. a weird one. I don't think anyone, especially, did anyone think they would be? I mean, I saw some places that had the Raiders. For, I would think coming into the season, we thought the Broncos would be better than they would with, with yeah, Sean Payton. favorite in their division. Yeah, right. <laughs> so what was the thought process there? What's the thought uh, process? Well, you know yeah. what we need to do? Let's put the Raiders on national TV like a lot. Yeah, indeed. You know, also, uh, with this game, you miss when you're eviscerating uh, Blake Friedman, Penn State yeah, Blake, Penn State for Blake. his litany of Philly's losses, uh, Philadelphia losses. You didn't note uh, that his best friend, Craig Reynolds, did yes. nothing on the weekend. He's blocked. That's true. He's added to the list. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm pretty sure he lost in our, fan, our fantasy league. Probably. He, he was, I know he was. <laughs> he said he won, but I don't believe yeah. But I do know that he was cut from our guillotine league like two weeks ago <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah. So uh, it's tough to be Penn State Blake it these is. days. Is that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, we should, flies are exceeting expectations. They're going to get to 80 points instead of 75. Should, we, we should start a GoFundMe for Penn State. <laughs> Not Blake. a good October <laughs> GoFundMe. Whatever, whatever Brocktober is yeah. uh, is the opposite. Philadelphia for, for Union lost on the weekend as yes. well. Just that's what you said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jeez, that's brutal. <laughs> all right, all, all turning down for Penn State Blake. Our last player here, Mac Jones. This you one. Know, he's a cow. Think about this. Like, he went to Penn State. Yeah, yeah, right, right, exactly. You need, the, no. you need the napkin for it. See, yeah, yeah, you mocked me for my napkin for it. They didn't bring me my napkin for it. Um, <laughs> but just, just think about this. Think about what Penn State Blake. Like, Penn oh, State Blake man. went to Penn State, right? Obviously. And that's oh, a really good school. No, it's a legitimately good school. It's a good, you know, like, he's a smart guy. Right, and so, and, and right, you'd think, right, somehow, whatever, somehow, he's got a degree from Penn State University, right, and so he's worked hard, and and now, somehow, his life has led him to a moment where he had to deliver me popcorn, yeah. like, I mean, he's a college graduate, and he's not like some young kid, yeah. you saw him on the screen, like, he's clearly, you know, he's got some years on him, so, my yeah. point is, is just, I just, I, I need to give Penn State Blake my seat for a segment so the man can at least defend yeah. himself, yeah. Right. <laughs> he, brought you the, he brought you the popcorn and he didn't even bring the napkin for I know. Yeah, Imagine he, when he's uh, working that hard at Penn State to get his degree <laughs> that a couple years after it, a complaint that would be received to him is, you didn't bring me my napkin, my popcorn <laughs> napkin just, for it. I just feel bad for the guy is all uh, I'm saying. Like, no, this life has not turned out the way he hoped. Yeah, yeah. that's all right. Upside. There's upside scope. Yes, yeah. Nowhere to Nowhere to go Did you say he got upside? Yeah, Blake said some upside. High ceiling. The floor is like B. John Robinson in the second half of the season. It's coming. Uh, oh, man. Our last player here, Mac Jones. Yeah. Mac Jones with a big week against the Buffalo defense. A top 10 quarterback finish for Mac Jones, who comes in still, Barry, for you as QB 28 this week. You're not totally buying in on the revitalized Mac Jones. Not as a fantasy option. Certainly not. I mean, look, 26% of his total fantasy points this year came in week seven. He had a good day at the office. Mm-hmm. Give the man credit. But now he's got to go to Miami. An angry Dolphins team that just got embarrassed on Sunday night football as well. The Dolphins, even in years in which the Patriots were dominant and the Dolphins were sort of middle of the pack, the Dolphins always give New England, uh, you know, always give them fits as well. So he comes in at 28 for me. Having said that, I think the, the, what's the positive of last week 
and just the competence of the Patriots offense. You feel better about Ramondre Stevenson. You feel better about Zeke in a deeper league. You feel better about Kendrick Bourne, you know, against a Dolphins defense that allows the fifth man, both fantasy points to quarterbacks, 272 uh, passing yards from last week for Mac Jones. So, like, that's what I think you're, you're banking on. Again, I'm not starting him this week. I need to see it again. He had one good day at the office. But I do think that that gives you confidence about some of the other uh, weapons around him. Yeah. Well, firstly, there was a lot of yak in Mac Jones's game. I don't think he has fixed as a player. Secondarily, you just look at, you know, he scored 29 points against the Buffalo Bills. That's great. Well, this Bills defense isn't what it was at the start of the season because there's no Trey White, there's no Daquan Jones, there's no Matt Milano. Right. They just don't have corners. Like, it's guys yeah. like Dane Jackson and Bedford and Kaya Elam. Like, they just, this is a team that you can throw on. It's a team that made Tyrod Taylor look pretty good. Uh, and in a game, they really should have lost to the Giants. Yeah. So, this Bills defense just isn't, it's not what it was. Yeah. I was just about to say that I'm not fearing, uh, you know, yeah, they, they like it's a good win to beat the Bills, but the Bills barely, you know, got past the uh, Giants. You go back to week two, which is fairly recent. Mac Jones was quarterback 24 that week against the Dolphins, and he had 42 passing attempts while doing so. So knowing that he threw the ball that much and still was, was barely a, a quarterback too, like, no, I got him at quarterback 26 this week, so – yeah, we'll, we, we'll see it. We'll have to see it again. But congrats, though, on the win. And, you know, quarterback eight for the week. That's pretty nice for Matt Jones, to good be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good for you, Mac. Yeah. But on, meanwhile, this look, week we have him at 28. Hold off the Bailey Zappi and Malik Cunningham. Malik Cunningham. Yeah, he, he, that's what he did. He yeah. held off them they guys. Cut him. <laughs> they cut yeah. Malik cut Cunningham. Him. They're going to try yeah. to get him to the practice squad, but they cut Malik Cunningham. The appetizer, no the appetizer for fantasy football pregame on Sunday morning at 11 a.m. with Matthew J. Lawrence and Michael Smith is Big Ten Saturday night. Yeah. Watch number three Ohio State travel to Camp Randall for a battle with Wisconsin. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on NBC and Peacock. Again, Marvin Ohio Harrison wins the Heisman, Matthew. Marvin Harrison, get your bets in now. I, I agree with that. By the way, Ohio State off that big win over Penn State <laughs> yeah. last week. With that, we'll take our first break. When we're back, it's keep it open or close it out. Our start sit of the week. Find out if it's time to bench Tyler Lockett and Devontae Smith. Coming up next. You have no one to blame but yourself. I want you to pause whatever you're, whether you're watching this live or if you're listening to it or you're watching it on the NFL and NBC YouTube page. I want you to just pause it right now. I want you to go to a mirror. Go find a mirror. And I want you to look directly into that mirror and say to yourself, I hate you. I hate your team. You're going to say that to yourself. Keep it open or close it out. It's all, that part of the week where that's every morning for me. Sick, that's you know? what I do every morning. It's such a long yeah. wind up leading to that kind yeah, of it's very declaration. It's good. Yeah, exactly. The theater this week yeah. between S and G's <laughs> to the break. Yeah. A lot of great stuff. Yeah, a lot of great stuff. You almost done with that popcorn. <laughs> you want some? No, 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 no. We're about. I can get Penn State Blake bringing you back. <laughs> it's free in the NBC cafeteria. I want the napkin with mine, though. The fork. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's learned his there. lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Blake's yeah. actually quit. He's uh, no longer <laughs> yes. with NBC. We, we, we don't have a research. I do have, a, I do have an email from HR yeah. asking him to meet, meet with him yeah, after he, the He works for Craig Reynolds now. Right, exactly. <laughs> All right, our first player on the list here, Lawrence, Jared Goff against the Raiders. For Barry, he comes in as QB8 this week. 
he obviously likes the matchup. Do you agree? Yeah, I like the matchup, too. You get Jared Goff back at home, uh, you know, back in that dome versus the Raiders, who were a first-time rookie. Tyson Bajan was pretty – he was solid against them. Uh, obviously, Jared Goff much better. I expect him to bounce back versus a Ravens defense that leads the league in sacks. Raiders. Huh? Raiders defense. Raiders, yeah. Um, only uh, The only quarterback to top 250 yards versus this Raiders defense, though, is Josh Allen. But those other quarterbacks are, I just mentioned, Bajan, Mac Jones, Jordan Love, and Kenny Pickett. We all agree that Jared Goff is better than those guys. He's got his weapons. He got Jameer Gibbs. So, yeah, we keeping this all the way open in Detroit. Oh, yeah, open for me as well. I mean, Jared Goff before last week was being talked about, you know, as a top five MVP candidate. He had one bad game outdoors against a great defense. He always has bad games outdoors against a great defense. He never plays well in those situations. But now back in the confines of the Dome against a, a defense that you can throw on in the Raiders, I think Jared Goff will be fine. He's averaging 22.8 fantasy points per game in the three home games so far this year. He's had six touchdowns in those three home games. And you think about this Raiders defense – even with the fact that they haven't played a bunch of great quarterbacks, they're averaging 24 points or more. They've given up 24 points or more in three of the four road games they've played this year, just in terms of the total team defense. So, yeah, I have Jared Goff at QB8. I'm keeping it open. I believe in Jared Goff. I believe he exists, and I believe in his fantasy value this week. We're keeping it open on Jared Goff. Jay, we started with a layup in Jared Goff, but the next one's a little bit more difficult. Alexander Madison, he's got the Packers. He comes in as RB25 for Barry this week, which seems somewhat viable, but Madison's workload is going down, and quite frankly, he hasn't been very good this year. Well, I mean, the thing is is that he kind of had his best game against the, the Niners. Niners. Yeah. Eight for 39 looked explosive, but I agree, overall he's not look good. I'm closing it out. I think it started I think it has finally shifted to Cam Akers. Akers was the guy down the stretch of that game that was on the field. I think this is gonna be Cam Akers in the backfield going forward, Lawrence. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to go with you right there. I'm going to close it out. He's had Alexander Madison's had two games over 90 yards rushing. That's against Carolina and the Chargers. The rest of his games are under 45 yards rushing. Cam Makers, 12 touches for 61 yards in Week 7 against the Niners. Madison, 10 touches for 42. Cam Makers had the most explosive play uh, in the – well, it was a screen play, but Akers took that for 30 yards. I feel it shifting. I still have Madison ranked higher because he's still playing a higher snap percentage, but I'm narrowing the gap. I have Madison at 29, and I have Cam Akers at 34 this week. Yeah, I'm actually going to keep it open. I'm going to be contrarian here. I'm at running back 25. Like, I'm keeping him open. I'm just kind of like, you know, waiting for my cab to show up. All right, one more. You know, I'm keeping it open like that. Like, I'm not all excited, but um, the fact of the matter is, is, the game's in Lambeau, and you figure out how do you attack Green Bay. Well, the last four weeks, they're a bottom three run defense, but they're a top six pass defense. And I think part of that is because teams are so successful at running the ball on them, and Jordan Love can't move the ball that well. So it's, it's skewed a little bit. I'm not saying that their secondary is elite or anything like that, but I do think that they will have success running the ball. And now you've got the Vikings traveling on a short week. They played the Monday night game. This game is in Wisconsin. So I think they'll lean on their run game. And, yes, Akers is getting a little bit more touches than I would be comfortable with. With But to your point, Madison's coming off his best game of the year in a game with a really good matchup. Packers allow the third most fantasy points to opposing running backs since week four. So, yeah, give me Alexander, Alexander Madison as a viable flex this week again. He's my running back 25. I'm keeping it open. 
Barry, how about another running back? Begrudgingly, but I'm keeping it open. Taking your name to Alexander yes. Madison. Shades of me. Yeah, you got to start doing that to him. I'm high on coming in on my brand. No one, no one stakes their name to mediocre running backs like I do. He'll get the tweets congratulating him when he falls into the end zone. Yes. Another running back even further down your rankings here, Brian Robinson. It's been a tough stretch for Brian Robinson. He's got the Eagles, which is a brutal front to face. Is it safe to say at best this week, Barry, Brian Robinson is a touchdown-dependent flex at absolute best? At absolute best, and I am lower than that. I'm at running back 36. I love Brian Robinson, one of my favorite players. I mean, just such a warrior, and he is so tough, so hard to run down. Hmm. Excuse me, but uh, that's, what that's, does. that's what happens when you uh, eat popcorn. Take a breath. Yeah, Come well, you know what? Matthew. Hey, what can I tell you? It's not me. My producer gave me popcorn. It's uh, blame Adam. Uh, producer Adam, here's the concern on, on Brian Robinson, right? Eight touches last week. That was a season low. He's had 12 or fewer touches in four of the past five games. Not surprisingly, by the way, the commanders have lost four of the past five after starting 2-0. and Ron... But it's not a great matchup with the Eagles as Philadelphia allows the fewest fantasy points per game to running backs this year. He's had two or fewer targets in five or seven games this year. We thought that he would start getting involved in the passing game. We, we saw some signs of that early in the season. That just hasn't been the case. We've seen Sam Antonio Gibson. Chris Rodriguez made an appearance last week, and he started getting some decent snaps. He was fine as well. He's, you talk about touchdown dependent, Connor. Since 2022, since last year, in games in which Brian Robinson doesn't score, he averages 7.4 fantasy points per game. So it's really just a matter of, like, yeah. how lucky do you feel? He scored last week. Mm-hmm. He was the one touchdown that they got against the Giants. But And if they get in close, I think he's still likely the guy to get the ball. But, boy, I mean, like, we're just coming off a game where the Eagles shut down Raheem Mostert. Like, I... Yeah, that's, yeah that's I'm closing scary. it out on Brian Robinson. Yeah, um, and you mentioned Chris Rodriguez. Uh, not it's not anything crazy, but his carries are increasing every game. He's went from three carries to four, now seven. Seven is the danger zone now, because that's like when you start getting seven to ten carries, that's like you're starting to get your own fantasy valued in. And uh, like you said, with Brian Robinson, only averaging seven and a half points without those touchdowns. When you have a player in fantasy, especially at running back, you want to be able to get double-digit fantasy yep. points without touchdowns. Now I know I'm using an elite example, Christian McCaffrey, we never have to worry about him getting double-digit points. We don't have to worry about Alvin Kamara getting double-digit fantasy points because he gets 30 targets a game. Brian Robinson, uh, not so lucky, so I'm going to keep it closed and sweet. Oh, and they're playing the Eagles. Yeah, it's funny how the Eagles' defense, which last year was so vulnerable to the run and grading against the pass, now it's seemingly flipped. Uh, didn't think we'd be talking about Chris Rodriguez in week eight. Chris Rodriguez sounds like a... But here like we a, are. Yeah, he sounds like an undercover cop on the shield or something, Chris yeah, Rodriguez. Yeah. What do you think of him as a prospect? He's taken in the end of the... Well, he's taken in the sixth round, uh, but they seem to have faith in him. To me, what's concerning is he would play the same role, in my opinion, as Brian Robinson. Right. He is a tough downhill in-between-the-tackles runner. I mean, a guy that played a lot of ball Kentucky, had the senior bowl process, so he's more polished at what he does, which is tough running downhill. You think you could leave him in pass pro. So they just cancel each other out, which maybe for the commanders, they like keeping the fresh legs. In fantasy, that's not good news for us as Lawrenson today. So... Uh, so I'm with you guys. I'm closing out on Brian Robinson as well. Our next one, Hollywood Brown. He's got the Ravens here. And when you look at Hollywood Brown right now, averaging 13 points per game, he comes in, Lawrence, for Matthew as wide receiver 28 this week. Where do you have him? Yeah, I got him at 29. Um, and I'm going to keep it open. Uh, this is why. Um, you know, week seven, only three receptions for 49 yards. But he, he still had the seven targets. The previous three games before that, Um, He had at least 10 targets. 
you see what some of the receivers have been able to do against the Ravens. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown went for over 100 yards against the Ravens a couple of weeks ago. George Pickens went for 130 in the touchdown. What we do know is although, you know, Josh Dobbs has cooled off a little bit, but he's still looking towards Hollywood Brown's way. And so for that reason, and you look at what are they, eight and a half point underdogs the Cardinals are. That's right. They'll be throwing the ball. And so you can expect Hollywood to get them reps. He's trying to get a touchdown versus his former team. I was just going to say, hashtag (laughs) revenge game. You've got that narrative. I'm with Lawrence here. I'm keeping it open as well. It's just the fact, it's the massive volume. Massive volume in a game where uh, game script should be in his favor as well. 27% target share. Like, he's had at least 10 targets, to your point, Lawrence, in three of the last four games. I know you said something similar as well. We agree he's talented, and he's getting a massive target share. So, I'm at wide receiver 28. I'm keeping it open. He's a, you know, he's a wide receiver three with upside, which you don't love that phrase, but that's legitimately what he is. Yeah. The Ravens have quietly emerged into a top three defense in the league, completely eviscerated Detroit, but at the same time, there's just there's too much talent with Brown. There's just too much opportunity. And the fact that they will almost certainly be throwing a ton in that game script, uh, I think that outweighs any concerns about the Ravens' defense. Our next wide receiver, Devontae Smith, which is crazy to be asking the question, can you start Devontae Smith in, in any point of the season? But that's where we are. He has the commanders. And, Jay, I mean, I think with Devontae Smith, it's a good offense. We know the kind of talent he has. It just hasn't been... He hasn't been producing while A.J. Brown has been such a force for the last month. Yeah, I think if Devontae Smith was playing the Ravens or the Browns in a week where there are no buys like this week, then there might be a lot of teams where you could bench him. But against the Commanders, against this secondary, uh, I think as well they're going to continue to get him right. They need Devontae Smith to be a star to win the Super Bowl. So they will get him right over the course of the season. So I am keeping it open on Devontae Smith. Matthew, for you, he comes in as wide receiver 27 this week. So you said Hollywood Brown, you're keeping open. He was wide receiver 28. I'm assuming the same for Smith. Yeah, I'm, keep, I'm keeping him open at 27. 7 for 78 the last time these two teams faced. Uh, that was in week number four. And so in the secondary, Devontae Smith, he's, gonna see, he's either going to see Emmanuel Forbes or a guy that couldn't beat out Emmanuel Forbes in training camp. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, uh, it's, it's a bleak, uh, bleak kind of couple of days here in the uh, in the commander's secondary as well. When he's seen six targets or more this season, he's averaging 14 fantasy points per game. Commander's a bottom 10 in the NFL in terms of most fantasy points allowed to opposing wide receivers. Goddard got his. A.J. Brown got his last Sunday night. They will make an effort to get Devontae Smith going in a game in which they should be able to. I'm keeping it open on Devontae Smith. It'll be a cold day in Penn State, Blake's hell before I close it out on Devontae Smith. Wow. wow. I am wow. keeping it open, Just open, so you know, open. Bla- Penn State, Blake's hell is today, right yeah. now, this show. Well, this it's about to become his heaven because he loves Devontae Smith, mm-hmm. right? And so Devontae Smith going to get back right versus these commanders who he went uh, seven receptions for 78 yards for uh, earlier in the season. So yep, you have just said that. that. You did. <laughs> did, did you also mention how the Commanders are one of the worst teams against wide receivers in fantasy football? Uh-huh. All while eating popcorn. <laughs> well, yeah. there you go, folks. Yeah. There can't be that much left. Round yeah. the table, we keeping it open on Devontae it's Smith. Uh, it's, it's, it's the big bag. They got me a big bag. Normally, they're Those they're are not in the skinny little bag. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a custem. They got for the fantasy football that's pretty sweet. Our, our worst nightmare. You say what you want about – you try to say what you see about Penn State Blake. Not living up to the Penn State uh, University uh, <laughs> degree, but – 
you know, found a bigger bag. Yeah. You know, I mean, so that's, that's shown some gumption. Yeah, that's good work. Good job, Blake. Penn State Blake. Our last wide receiver here, Jay, Tyler Lockett against that good Browns defense. The thing with Lockett right now, one of the most consistent players in fantasy over the last five years, but that has not been the case this year in Seattle's offense. Yeah, I'm closing it out on Tyler Lockett. The walls are starting to close in in a few regards this week. One, Browns defense, which is a better defense than what it showed against the Colts. I think it was some fluky plays, and they just had an off day on defense. And then JSN, he is ramping up, and DK Metcalf expect that he will be back. So I think with no one on a bye, I think there are better options than Tyler Lockett for most teams. Yeah, as we show here, the comparison, Jackson Smith and Jigba now getting involved in this offense. That's the crazy thing. In a good matchup against the Cardinals, and no DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett got five targets. Five for 38. Um, I'm sorry, four for 38. He got five targets. He only caught four of them. He's had only one game this year with over 60 receiving yards. Cleveland allows the fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers, the third fewest yards to opposing wide receivers. And to your point, Jay, at the moment, we do expect DK Metcalf back. If we found out DK was going to miss this game again, I'll lo- I'd, I'd raise him up somewhat. But right now, he's my wide receiver 36, and I'm, in fact, closing it out for yeah, this week. I'm, I'm going uh, to close it out as well. And numbers aside, right, you're, you're going against Cleveland. The past couple of weeks, Dave, you know, well, against the Colts, they gave up 100 receiving yards to both Josh Downs uh, and Michael Pittman. But like you mentioned, Michael Pittman was on a 75-yard you know, that was a run for Michael Pittman Jr. And but Downs was all in the slot. It, it, right. And it's not that one of these receivers can't have a nice day against Cleveland. The thing is, three of them are not. So that's the thing. You and, and they're saying, obviously, JSN is going to get involved even more because, why, well, that was always the plan. So now we're starting to see that coming to fruition. I would probably keep it open again, maybe, if DK Metcalf, if we knew he wasn't playing. Sure. But it's looking like he is. Uh, so we, we got to close it out for this week. Our final player here, Cole Komet, he's got the Chargers this week. For Barry, he comes in as tight end 17. Here's the issue right now, Lawrence. Since Tyson Bajan has come in, Cole Komet has not even been looked at in this past game. Yeah, you know, and from a fantasy perspective, like, we just going to have to deal with that. Like, the, the Bears came in with a plan, and it worked against the Raiders team. Uh, just keep it short and simple. Let the playmakers do their work. He had no targets, no catches, so obviously no yards against the Raiders uh, the week before that. Two catches, nine yards. The numbers have gone down drastically. He scored three touchdowns the previous two weeks when Justin Fields was in there throwing for four touchdowns against everybody. You just can't trust it, especially uh, in, a, in, in a tougher matchup against the Chargers. So we got to close it out uh, on Cole Komet for the time being. I agree, Lawrence. I've closed it out as well. He's my tight end 17 this week. All right. So here's players that have more targets with Tyson Bajan than Cole Komet. Mercedes Lewis, who's, the by the way, dog. my age. Mercedes Lewis is my contemporary. <laughs> Kari Blasengame, Vellis Jones. I mean, Vellis Jones Jr. Vellis Jones Jr. I mean, like, again, Vellis Jones Jr. and, and Kari Blasengame, like, those are like names out of a Key and Pill sketch, you know, like I mean, the famous <laughs> football introduction uh, sketch from Key and Pill. I don't know. The Chargers, to your point, Lawrence, you mentioned it's not a great matchup. Take a, throw out the Travis Kelsey game from last week with where Mahomes was just on fire and Kelsey's being Kelsey in front of Taylor Swift. Forget all that. Prior to that game, 
Chargers were a top 10 fantasy defense in terms of fewest points allowed to opposing tight ends as well. So Cole Komet, who literally has zero targets, as you mentioned, Connor, with uh, Tyson Agent under center. My tight end 17, closing it out. I think tight end as well this year is a little bit deeper in confidence. It goes a bit further. Guys like Logan Thomas and Jonu Smith. Like, I think you can just do better than and, Cole Komet in that matchup. And again, like, we didn't, we didn't have the breakout from Michael Mayer that we thought yeah. we were going to get. But, you know, we're excited about Trey McBride this week without Zach Ertz as well. So, I, there's, there's more guys. Kincaid, Musgrave. Yeah, yeah it's been Kincaid a good as well, class. obviously, with the Dawson yeah. Knox injury. We talked about yeah. uh, Kincaid a lot yesterday as well. So, yeah, there's – you don't need to – yeah. You should be able to find a decent tight end. And I think with point. Jimmy G returning, Michael Mayer will be a factor in that agree. offense. They just couldn't, they couldn't do anything Versus with Versus the Lions giving up the second most points to tight ends, so watch out for Michael Mayer. There you back. go. We've been talking about the Rugby World Cup for weeks, and a guess what? Years. The final is this Saturday at 3 p.m. live on Peacock and CNBC. Nobody is more excited than me for this to be the final. New Zealand and South Africa have each won three titles, and they'll do battle to see who will claim their fourth. Don't forget... The heart-pounding, hard-hitting action begins at 3 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. You got a favorite here, Jay? All Blacks. All Blacks win. That's New Zealand, Matthew. Okay, <laughs> good. Helpful. All That's right. What I was thinking, too. Take one more break. We're back. New, Last call. New Zealand, then. Week 8 spreads and totals. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code BERRY when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Listen, it's early line alert. Before we even get here, I just want to announce I'm changing my rugby pick to South Africa. (laughs) You guys are on New Zealand. Sure. I'm changing to South Africa because it's closer to uh, New Zealand is, I'm sorry, South Africa, um, New Zealand is actually closer to Philadelphia. We looked this up. Uh, we looked this up on the, the curse. Uh, oh, the Philadelphia, curse. Yeah. Yeah, Philadelphia in a finals and a game oh, seven. Fair. Exactly. It's so, yeah, I just, South I Africa is further away yeah. from Philadelphia, yeah, according to our research. miles yeah. of distance yeah. to uh, South Africa, who are one and a half point dogs in the final to the All Blacks uh, so, New Zealand. Yeah, exactly. So okay. give me South Africa in an upset. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. It's our early line yeah. alert courtesy of our friends at DraftKings. Before we get to ours for this week, let's look back at a pretty good week seven of predictions. Okay. Oh, I like that. I think this is a trap. The Ravens have left a lot of meat on the bone as far as their offense goes. They haven't been hitting on all cylinders. And we talked about the Lions being tough against the run. Well, not so much as the passing game. They're middle of the pack when it comes to that. I I would take an alternate spread on the Ravens, matter of fact. Great call, Lawrence. A great call. What do you got got for us this week? Can you uh, double up on it? Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the Jets and Giants. People might not see this game as exciting here, right, with the Jets being minus three. I, I love this game. You got the two backup quarterbacks, potentially. We don't know if Daniel Jones will be back there. Uh, but this, for both of these teams, this this is a big win for the Giants. It's, it's a big game, rather. The Giants, if you lose, like, you got to start thinking about fire sale. For the Jets, they're trying to stay in the race uh, in that division. I'm going to go with the uh, – Jets minus six really and a half. struggling with the spreads money line today. <laughs> yeah. like Jets it. minus six and a half <laughs> against the, the Giants. They got the better roster. That's fair, right. fair enough. Listen, Lawrence Jackson won't take my action, but you know who will? DraftKings. Yes. And so, listen, DraftKings, 
Give me, give me the Titans plus three against the Falcons. Mike Vrabel, 22 outright wins as an underdog since 2018. That's tied for the most among active NFL coaches. They're coming off the bye. They've had two weeks to prepare for this game. Top 10 pass defense and scoring defense over the last four weeks. This is the Tennessee Titans. And now you've got Desmond Ritter coming to town. Seven of Ritter's Scary. 11 turnovers have come on the road this year. Again, so Ritter bad away from, uh, bad away from home. They've had two weeks to prepare I think the Titans win outright, Lawrence. Okay, I'm, taking, but I'm definitely like in plus three. I'm taking Vikings minus Bet. one. This three and four Vikings team is better than the 13 four Vikings team from last year. I'm taking the oh, Texans wow. to cover minus three against the Panthers. The Panthers have lost by double digit points in four of their six games. They haven't won a game. I mean, they're just not competitive right now. I'm going with the Texans, who you should take very seriously these days. It's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here for Lawrence, Jay, Connor, Penn State, Blake, and my daughter's birthday. Peace out.